Good evening, everybody, and officially welcome to the first episode of the Midnight Crockpot. I am one of your hosts, Wild Smile, and with me, my esteemed co-host, Davey Crocco. Davey, say hi to our guest for me. What is going on, everybody? Davey Crocco, very happy, very excited to be here. Esteemed co-host, I like that. I like the sound of that. We're very excited to bring this show to you guys. I've uh, been working a lot on it, and what else can you say? But we're excited to get this bitch rolling. How is everybody doing? I am not a lady. Well, maybe we could play a good lady if, you know, the situation was right. Are we talking about post-civilization or pre-civilization? If I still have a choice, you know. The choice is always there. Uh, when I decide to make that transition, I will let everybody know. Good to know. Good to know. So to give you guys a uh, basic gestalt of the things we'll be talking about tonight. So Davey and myself will be doing a show like this about once a week whenever our schedules mandate it. Uh, I figure the first hour of a new day, of a new week, who doesn't love something when there's nothing else going on? Something to fill the void of entertainment. So here we are to uh, grace you with our, uh, with our hot takes and, and all of that great stuff. So all, a lot of links should be in chat unless, uh, you know, YouTube does its thing. But there should be a good amount of stuff for you to pull from if you want to look into things further. I, I will also add some new links to it at the end of the stream. So post stream, there should be more things added to it. So tonight we're going to briefly talk about uh, Uncle Ben getting shamelessly canceled. Uh, they just took that fella out back and they took care of him, always trying to keep a brother down. And also we'll talk about Paul Joseph Watson going against Lauren Southern. Uh, he seemed a little bit perturbed by her reemergence back into the public sphere. So we'll take a look at that as well as some rather stunningly brave takes uh, i don't know what to make of it davy might have a better idea of it but uh we'll see what's going on over at uh dailystormer.su in regards to lauren southern because apparently they are quite opinionated of her and and also we'll talk about milo yiannopoulos and a lawsuit uh regarding charlottesville and in the lawsuit he tells the uh, plaintiffs of the lawsuit that he has contacts at the FBI. So we'll we'll take a look at that. And we'll give you our uh, our own takes. Then we also have Tucker Carlson. Finally, I mean he's been going against President Trump pretty consistently, uh, even though they're on the same side tangentially if, if you look at things that way. But uh, Tucker's gone pretty hard at him. So we'll take a look at some of the criticism that Tucker Carlson has thrown towards President Trump, as well as Trump's response on Twitter, uh, which surprisingly wasn't law and order in all caps. Uh, we also have the, the rise and fall, or I, I don't know, has it fallen yet? The rise of the future black ethnostate Wakanda now named Chaz until somebody else with a bigger gun comes and takes it over. And we have Lincoln County in Oregon. Uh, they were going to pass a directive, but I guess it got shut down after uh, the information about it went viral. So, but uh, Lincoln County in Oregon was attempting to pass a directive forcing only non-persons of color to wear masks uh, in public at all times. So a whites only ordinance really couldn't make this shit up. Uh, Krista Elia, uh, I've, I'm only familiar with him playing a pedophile on TV, but turns out texting underage girls, who'd have thunk it? Uh, politicians in California are also pushing to remove discrimination protections from the state constitution, uh, but more importantly, removing the 
let's just say unethical idea of giving people preferential treatment based on it on uh, race gender etc so we'll take a quick look at that the media is pushing to make imagine by john lennon the american national anthem it's really really something else and then we got uh, texas realtors stop using the word master bedroom over slavery connotations so that is no longer a master bedroom that is a kang bedroom uh, L'Oreal is also vowing to remove the uh, phrase whitening from their skin products, really stepping forward to uh, bring us all the cheddar, so to speak. Uh, and then nationwide hysteria as deranged people demand statues of all American figures be removed, including George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Mount Rushmore, and even statues of Jesus. Uh, some of them went so far as to topple angel statues looking over the graves of children. And also, Tariq Nasheed uh, added Sean King of a list of people pretending to be black, and he was rather pissed off about that. So I, I got a, a fair chuckle. And we will also conclude with a, with a eulogy for former FBI Director William S. Sessions, who tragically passed away at the age of 90. Uh, he was, in, of course, the FBI Director during both the Waco and Ruby Ridge sieges, and we will take an opportunity to pay our respects to this brave, brave man. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. I mean, children loved him. Children loved him. And just to hop off what you were saying in the beginning, the lack of entertainment on this platform has been noticeable mm. uh, over the past few months. You're seeing more and more channels get deleted, get struck. People just getting sick of dealing with it and being done with it all together. So I think us putting this show together just for a place for people to come to and have a little entertainment, have a little fun all the way from the current events to the conspiratorial. I think this will be a good thing for everybody involved. And I'd like to welcome everybody that came over from my side of the fence. All Wild Smiles fans, I'd like to introduce myself. It's nice to meet everybody. And I just hope this works out and we'll see if there's a major clash between the audiences. I think we've had enough hangouts that people uh, have gotten used to us streaming together. Yeah, in my experience, there seems to be a lot of crossover anyway. So there was a, a decent amount of hype. I saw people that were rather excited. It was very flattering. Um, so thank you to everybody that showed up. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the type of stuff Davey and myself cover on our channels, Davey, uh, everything from current events to conspiracy stuff, I started making satirical uh, news segments. Those are rather fun to make, so I, I'm going to keep at that. Uh, but I also do the live streaming. We both live stream. And you can find, of course, our channels on the future channels on the uh, YouTube profile there. And the idea is to eventually try to get this thing uh, a little bit more running. Now we're just getting it started. It took a, quite a bit of effort to just get it going. But after this, it should be just plug and play. We should be good from there. I won't even get into the technical bullshit we had to get, get going so we could uh, get the stream going. But in any case, uh, eventually, once we get the ball rolling a little bit more, a few more episodes, I'm going to look into trying to get this on Spotify and iTunes because it, and also DLive and Twitch and whatever platforms might interest me. Uh because might as well if at least if, the, if my pc can handle it we'll fucking go for it and i'm telling you the bitch can take it now when he says we 
we're on the tech side, he means he did everything tech because I am an absolute retard when it comes to tech. So he is being very generous by saying we were on the tech side. I basically said, can you hear me? Can I hear the clip? And that was my extent of helping with the tech uh portion of the show so well think about how much that can you hear me now guy uh helped that what is it t-mobile or whatever i mean they've made millions of dollars because of that guy oh i'm not selling myself short i'm just letting the people know <laughs> the, per- the overlay looks amazing i'm very happy with how everything turned out and but you- can i ask can i ask you before we even start this i've never even asked you how did you even get into making youtube videos or streaming Oh man, dude, it's it's kind of embarrassing, but I'll tell you. I did a response video like it was 20 what 2015, 26. Yeah, it was 2015. And I did a response video to Zarna Joshi, that one chick that was screaming at that fat guy that called himself humongous. And uh it was just she had so much insanity in that video that I finally said, "You know, I see all these people doing all these commentary videos. I I'm sure I got I got what it takes what do we got obs you know i at the at the time i was already a little familiar with how to uh put things together just a little bit but you know i saw people like sargon i'm like well sargon can do this i can do this uh but a person i was really inspired by was harmful opinions Uh, i really liked his his coverage of candid which it looks like we're getting a candid like 2.0 with this whole parlor app which i didn't even think to add to the list of things we could talk about tonight but uh, yeah, the parlor app is pretty interesting. We could use a good harmful opinions uh, investigation, in my opinion, but uh, I don't know. Maybe that's something we can take a look at. Uh, but in any case, I was always really inspired by the fact that despite all of the skeptics shaming this guy, telling telling him he was wrong, amazing atheist went at him, and they, they just really went hard at this guy. And this fucking uh, company like paid for this uh, campaign of, I guess... Mismarketing, I one might say, you know, by YouTube standards, that might have been a campaign of harassment. I wouldn't agree to that, but in any case, a lot of shit went down. I might not even know the details. Maybe that is an accurate assessment. But well, critic- criticism now is harassment on the platform. We've learned this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I shared my latest strikes with you. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, it sounds like this is like 2015 edgy atheist time on YouTube. Where mm-hmm. you have the yeah, uh, not a big fan of that whole crowd. Oh man, you don't like the amazing atheist? I don't he, like any. I don't he's amazing like, though. I don't. I just don't like atheists in general. To me, it's like an an edgy stage where you may go through it in high school, but you need to get over it by, you know, age 36 making YouTube videos. Yeah, it's a part of maturity becoming like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like making your peace with whatever whatever divinity you believe in, right? Like accepting nature, accepting that things are greater than you and you can't change everything, that you don't control nature, uh, I think learning that humility is really really important and a lot of people don't really accept that in my experience well i got into it in the day after trump was elected and it wasn't hopping on the trump train it was just watching the insanity unfold around me 
was working at a place heavily 95% liberal at the time. And I saw a complete meltdown of all my coworkers to the point where they cried and were allowed to go home. It, it was a whole ordeal, no consequences for them, just too emotional to work because Trump won. They had set up a party, a Hillary victory party for the night before that they posted flyers all over the place. So it was very embarrassing for them. They cried. They went home. I observed this. And I had always been a huge fan of watching YouTube videos more in the conspiracy realm. But then I just kind of went all over the place. If anybody watches my channel, I kind of talk a little bit of everything. People think I'm crazy on some things and they like me on others. So uh, I just hopped in with a cell phone editing videos and then slowly but surely have gotten a little better at certain things. But uh, that's how I hopped into this realm of YouTube. Nice, nice. No, that's a, that's a good place to start. What people forget is that as long as you have an idea to make something, you just got to think about how to come to make it, right? Like, if you want to make videos bad enough, everyone in this chat right now probably is either watching this on a phone or on a computer. Some people might, it might be on like a console or something, but even then you can make videos on your consoles now. Uh, if there's a will, there's a way. If you have enough determination, you can make it happen. And that's sort of how things go. I personally find that I learn best from experience and I'm sure a lot of people would be the other, uh, would feel the same way that if you just pick it up and start messing with it, eventually you'll, you'll learn all the cool stuff you can do with it. Yeah. I was using like a, uh, power director, three ninety nine per month app, putting together these terribly edited videos. Uh, but it caught on. That was my first channel. Uh, then they took that away. Um, on my second channel, that's very close to being uh, exiled from the YouTube, the YouTube space. Uh, it's not it's not safe to be here. So we are on my third channel now, and we always joke four, five, six, seven, eight are coming. It's not a joke anymore. They literally are coming. Well, thankfully, there are as many numbers in the fucking uh, universe as one can imagine. So eventually, thankfully, chat, we'll be able to get to Davy Crocco 69. It'll be a very nice time for everybody. And I do like that we are eventually, I don't know where we're streaming out to now, but we plan to eventually branch out to all the platforms um, at once. Uh, you know, DLive for the kiddos. Uh, we're also at Twitch. I think I heard we're at. So mm -hmm. I like that idea because I don't do a lot of that just because of my equipment at the moment. But I'm happy to see that we're going to be on all platforms. And the response has been great. So a huge thanks to everybody that either retweeted something. Shout out to Drummer828 for putting a quick little piece in his video. And just to everybody that shared a little something and has been uh, giving words of encouragement during the week of uh, have a great show, things like that. So we appreciate all of that. Yeah. Big shout out to our chat. Big shout out to uh, Drummer. I always thought he was a decent dude. Appreciate the, sh the uh, plug in your latest video. Stand up guy. All right. And with that, I think uh, right at the 14 and a half minute mark would be a good time to uh, jump into our first topic. So yeah, uh, let's, let's do the show on, on the uh, on with the show chat. I'm chat. I'm going to be real with you for a second. Like sometimes it's a bit sometimes I, I'm playing it up. I know most of you wouldn't believe that you say you really you're, you're leaning into a joke. I, I usually am. But on this one occasion, just this one occasion, 
I uh, I found myself I found myself uh, beside myself. Sometimes I don't even know if I'm alive anymore. I'm walking through the living room and I just go, you know, who am I? What's my direction in life? What's going on? Because about a week ago, I wake up, nothing's, something's not right, okay? The universe, I can just tell, like, the air was kind of crappier. The, the sun didn't shine quite the way it used to. The birds were noticeably quiet. Then I check social media and I find out that they took Uncle Ben out back and they knelt on his fucking neck man did you hear about this eight minutes 46 seconds something like that yeah i i don't know that's a conservative estimate i've heard that number is 10 times higher if not higher depending on who you talk to although i would never debate the logistics of something like that i mean what kind of person would i be now can i get the reasoning behind why an uncle ben would need to be is it in the Aunt Jemima, Mrs. Buttersworth realm? Is this just can't have a black figure on a cover of something because you're what is the reasoning? Is it exploitation of them? I don't understand. I, I thought him having his own rice was a homage, even though it's probably owned by who we know owns everything. But I thought that was very nice of them to put a black person on the cover it's like getting on a wheaties box it's like you have your own product and aunt jemima was an actual person you know like i don't understand why they need to be removed and who the backlash is coming from yeah i think and maybe i'm wrong but i think in their perspective they see it as like a a minstrel act almost like an exploitation right like uncle ben was never in charge of uncle ben's rice they just found some dude he's like hey we could really sell this to the liberals and to the blacks if we put uncle ben on the front of it and you know fuck that it was never about that chat this man taught me how to cook rice all right and more than that more than that chat uncle ben was like a father to me he once said i know this is an overplayed an, an overplayed saying, right? I heard some some fucking asshole Peter Parker stole this, and and I'm kind of pissed off about it, to be honest with you. His Uncle Ben's the one that said, no, but that's bullshit, okay? My Uncle Ben, our Uncle Ben, who taught us how to cook rice on the stovetop in, like, minutes. He taught me that with great power comes great responsibility. And I'm not going to let some asshole like Peter Parker or, or, or Spider-Man or Miles, whatever, whoever. They're not going to take that shit from him. That was Uncle Ben's, all right? So uh, To, to me, she- the Uncle Ben packets, though, those microwavable packets, those are shit. Oh, no, it's not good rice. It's not. Um, by the way, Uncle Ben, your rice sucks, buddy. Love ya. <laughs> shit rice shit rice i had to get a slow cooker and start buying my own rice by the mat it just it don't buy you don't buy uncle ben's for the rice you buy it for the memories and now i'm not going to have any memories so is this off the shelves there's no like you need to get your vintage uncle ben's now or is it a slow is it a slow death or did they bring him back out put him out of his misery he's off the shelves who's gonna take over can you even call it uncle ben if there is no Uncle Ben, maybe it'll just be Uncle Ben's with a like he's with a possessive uh, apostrophe. It's his rice. It's no longer Uncle Ben you're having. It's Uncle Ben's. Or if shit. they if they put a white person on the box, I think that could solve all the problems because well, then you're not you're not misrepresenting anything. 
But isn't that like in, in when they have an actor, an African-American actor being replaced, like a character that's African-American being played by a white person, though? Well, they are always screaming that they want Idris Elba to be James Bond and no one gives a shit. The fact that they give a shit about this stuff is where it confuses me. I would never think in a million years of any product in a grocery store that I would walk through and find myself offended at the packaging. Now, if Uncle Ben or another product, we have a lynching directly on the box, you know, maybe, maybe with the times right now, we take that off. Yeah, I might get canceled. Ah, what can you do? What can you do? They're always keeping a brother down, man. Taking his accomplishments, they're probably going to put a, a white dude on the cover, and then everybody's going to think that Uncle Ben was white. Just kind of, they're taking the man's legacy from him. You know, they they dug him out of the grave. They pried his legacy right out of his cold, dead hands, and then they're going to give it to the white man. Just, it never ends. It never fucking ends, Chad. I thought racism was solved. I heard that after all of the uh, military and all of the authority figures across the nation it knelt, it bowed in submission. I thought, okay, well, racism is officially over now. But no, they had to come for uh, my boy. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. He came for my friend, Uncle Ben. My father, Uncle Ben. Rip, buddy. Rip. One for my homies. One for my fucking homies. That's all I got to say on Uncle Ben. Do you have any uh, any additional thoughts? I'm pretty sure that Uncle Ben's is owned by the Mars conglomerate, which would be under the Wrigley Company. So this is a huge company. This is a very huge company. Uh this looks like another attempt at just appeasing the mob, but it'll never be enough. It starts with Uncle Ben. They took Aunt Jemima. They took Miss Buttersworth. I heard they pulled Dixie cups off the shelf because of the word Dixie being South. I mean, it's I thought that was a theater. joke. I don't think it's a joke. Oh, I don't think we're joking at this point. When George Floyd was murdered, killed, whatever happened. Assassinated. It, I prefer it assassinated. Even, let me just throw this out there for everybody. If it even happened, uh, it was carte blanche to do whatever you could as a black person to get your biggest anti-white sentiments out and burn your own city down in the process. Of course. More importantly. Just, that comes with the territory. Priorities. Number one, burn your own city down and then find a way to hate all white people. Well, this is our fault. If they didn't, you know, if they didn't refuse to bend the knee, the cities wouldn't have to get burnt down. You know, that all those colored folks that got gunned down in the street by other uh, colored folks in these uh, new autonomous zones. You know, that's all Whitey's fault, too. It's so weird that you you would think once they were washing black people's feet, this would be over. I, I thought that would appease everything. Well, more than that, people bow at the feet. More than that, you, you you would think like say you had a movement, right? Or say say we had a movement. This humble little show that we're watching right, or you're watching right now, and we're hosting. We what if we had? Yeah, we had a movement, right? If we had corporations across the globe just bending the knee and throwing money at our feet, like at what at what point do you go? We're a success. 
well, we're sitting pretty. We're doing great. Instead, they're still not happy. They're still pissed off. Imagine that, Chad. Imagine being that person. Well, we gave them their experimental zone, which that's my thoughts. And we'll get into it when we get into that portion. But we gave them their experimental zone. Here, here's your six blocks. No cops are going to intervene. You're funded. Everything is set up for you. What can you do? And we saw how that turned out. Well, how it continues to turn out. I saw a video earlier of just people full on gunfire in the streets. Is that I don't know because Steven Crowder showed up or Steven Crowder's lackey showed up at like ten AM ten AM on a very sunny morning when a bunch of white people were in a park and they tried to act like they were having a live stream from Chaz. Mm. We were talking about this, the faking having a live stream from there when you're not actually there is one of the most annoying things. Live on location from my studio. And then if they do go through like Chaz or it, well, I forget the other the other ones like the Black Autonomous Zone, right? They go chop. through one, yeah, Chop. They go through there, and it's never in like the dead of night. It's it's always bright as fuck outside. They, they go when it's most safe, dude. Nah, who? Where is the window of life live stream? You know the guy with the speaker and the super chat. Now would be the perfect time for something like that. Can you imagine, chat, the he will not divide us level of shit posting with a fucking drone and a live stream camera and a fucking speaker spitting out like racist super chats? They, it would it would probably kickstart a civil war. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean that. Don't. But well, it would be really fucking it. funny. It would be funny. Yes. Somebody do it before it's over. I mean. I mean, we could let it fizzle out or we could go out with a with a bit of a fanfare, you know, so to speak. Now, I was never a big fan of the Texas speech thing. I enjoy watching it. I don't think I could ever do it. I, I don't know if I would. Like, I just don't know if that would be something. It's not in my wheelhouse. Um, but from what I see is the darks come out at night and you have kind of the white protesters kind of kumbaya kumbaya during the day. And that's when uh, Crowder chose to send uh, the new not gay Jared out into the field. Um, very sad live stream from, and I don't want to give any props to Crowder. I, I really don't. But you think back to the times when they did the infiltration of Antifa with not gay Jared. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was a great segment. I'm not saying it was a good segment, but the quality of that to what you're seeing now the Adderall has caught up with our friend Steven Crowder. The fake, you know, the fake marriage, everything that is going on with his lifestyle has caught up with him. And the show is slipping. The show is slipping. But he'll get his viewers, he'll get his defenders. And uh, that that's just how it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, I will give him a little bit of credit. He's really good at playing a gay man. Like, he, his, it's impeccable. Like, if I didn't know better... Yeah, that clip that um, Mersh from Nightwave showed the other night, I I can't get over it. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. And shout out to Drummer again for uh, highlighting that little part of it. I had seen a clip of that change my mind. And if you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, it's just an amazing video of Crowder and his puppy dog eyes for a young gay black male. And uh, we'll leave it there. You know, we'll just leave it. We'll leave it there. Is that why it's called Louder with Crowder? Anytime he can pigeonhole a dress in, I don't want to make this about Crowder, but the guy, 
is obviously suppressing homosexual feelings. Mr. Christian hasn't had a child. We've been over this a million times. It's just a very sad sight. And the show, I mean, I never liked the show, but you can see when the talent that he was jealous of around him probably wanted more money or at least to be acknowledged as part of the show. Then Daddy Crowder, who runs everything, made sure that they were off the show. And now they got this new crew of uh, degenerates in there. And it's just a sad sight. It's just a sad sight. But I love watching it. I hope it fails. And I hope it fails live in epic fashion so we can cover it. I'm okay with Steven Crowder succeeding as long as he gets waterboarded some more. Oh, God. Any way to pigeonhole a dress or have his fucking tidy, you know, he sells those tight shorts, you know, those like, what does he call them? I don't even know what they're called, but boy shorts. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what do you women call your little, you know, fringy shorts? That's basically what he was wearing for no reason when he was getting waterboarded. So, you know, like his dick would hang out again, you know, a Obviously, it was Ben Shapiro, Tim Kennedy, and a bunch of men in the room, not a woman in sight. And, yeah, that's just how Crowder rolls. Uh, But he's going to cry censorship while – here's a good example. I did a video where I had the name of the place in the title, Chaz Raz. I called it Chaz Raz and the Spaz, uh, which was Chaz, Raz, Simone, and the Spaz being Adderalled out Crowder. And they took the video out within five minutes, you know, out of the sub feed. Steven Crowder live from there with the name in the title. 65,000 live concurrent viewers, no problems, but he's going to cry censorship. Maybe he's just looking for another settlement. I'm not sure. Well, he gets the red carpet treatment from YouTube. They bring him in to get interviewed and interviewed and everything. Oh, yeah. Phone calls with a team of lawyers. Everyone's like, well, he's only got one lawyer, the, the agent. I go, that agent has a team full of lawyers. They're in constant contact with YouTube. He will never get a strike. Nothing will ever happen to his channel. It, it, the fact that people defend him is unbelievable. But we're getting a little off topic. I will go for days just ranting about my hatred of Crowder. And I think we should... Uh, Get it, move on before yeah, I enra- yeah, enrage abso- myself. We can absolutely do that, but I did want to say he is sort of the uh, officer dangle from Reno nine one one of like the the alt light Canadian based American nationalist clique. You know the what Gavin McGinnis and those types. You know he's definitely the officer dangle, except dangles way cooler. Which is saying something. They're not sending their best. We're going to be covering a few Canadians in this when we get to uh, Lauren. Uh, You know, that's actually a good segue because uh, I think that's right where we find ourselves talking about Lauren Southern. Look at us running a show. Look at us. I guess it just happens like that sometimes. All Joseph Watson versus Lauren Southern. Well, folks, it happened. It happened finally snakes started to uh turn on one another and it, and it appears as though uh one paul joseph watson the imagine my shock guy if you're not familiar uh well he seemed a little perturbed that lauren southern didn't come and uh support him when Infowars got messed with or deplatformed right so he just started going ham. He, he posted something in her YouTube section saying, why are you deleting video or comments? And what a lot of people don't realize is there are several filters in the comments that the creator cannot fuck with at all. It just, they get, 
YouTube on its own deletes all sorts of stuff. And you can't even you can't even approve some of the messages. It just does that. Uh, but it wouldn't be beneath her, I don't think, to delete comments. But it still came off to me as a bit a bit strange. Uh, but as you can see here, after he decided to uh, put her out on blast, so to speak, you know, might as well do this. No, no, we won't. He de she decided to share with everybody uh, text messages that he sent to her. I'll go ahead and uh, read them dramatically for the audience. Why did you delete the comments on your video? Can't answer. Broad. Disappointed. So disappointed. You can't answer. So pathetic. Jesus, just allow the comments. It's not hard. Pathetic. How dare you? Fuck off. Leave me alone. Back to back. Fuck off, leave me alone. I, I just love that. And then he finishes here. Thought higher of you, but after tonight, no. Just have a family life and enjoy and protect your child. Much respect for that. But otherwise, fuck off. In all caps. And this is with no responses from her, huh? Yeah. He one, one unread message. Yeah, he saw this and just didn't know what to think. And keep in mind that all of this is within a uh, like eight minute time period. Didn't give her time to respond. Like typically, there's kind of an unspoken rule that you don't flood somebody's in. Like it's totally fine under certain uh, circumstances, but generally speaking, you send a message or two and then wait for a response. Instead, he sent her like ten to twelve messages back to back. And then when he she didn't respond fast enough, you can't answer. Pathetic. I don't, I, I don't know, man. Spurging out about YouTube comments in a uh, woman's DMs uh, is pretty pathetic, I have to say. Well, I think there's a lot that this goes back way further. Uh, a lot of rumors about them two maybe hooking up. Uh, just all the things that happened in the past from her time at rebel to her time after to her trying to act like she's some big white nationalist to the people she had around her. I mean, just my God, the people that were involved in hope, not hate a leftist group. Um, I remember, and trust me, I don't want to use Milo as a source here, but a gay Jew Milo uh, chose to write an article kind of explaining the whole situation of Lauren Southern and the two lackeys that she had brought with her. I forgot the one guy's name, but one was Kalen Robertson. And these are all rebel products of Ezra Levant, um, a den of snakes. And he had talked about you know how they're having meetings with these leftist groups where they're also trying to push this you know were they involved in identity europa or they, they had their own thing with uh yeah because she was close with uh britney pettibone i think yeah i remember mark collette came out and had some very harsh words for her and you know it just a lot of people saw through her grift and everybody that came from rebel is and you know, I heard people talking the other night. This is an overused term now, so we need a new term for grifting. But anyone that came from Rebel Media, I won't use the term grifter. I'll just use the term piece of shit. There you go. And, 
And that can go straight down the line from anybody that you remember from Rebel, from Tommy Robinson to Gavin McGinnis to Lauren Southern. You could pick a name out of a hat that came from Rebel and find a story of them being a complete piece of shit. And sounds like Lauren Southern showed her true colors behind the scenes numerous times. I think she was caught on film a couple of times saying she was involved with Hope Not Hate. Um, actually linked you in one of those. And I think this was all spurred from her making a video basically saying like why I left and this is why I'm back when nobody gave a shit that she left and nobody gives a shit that she's back. And she looks bad. Yeah, I mean, she should have had the common decency to sell bathwater when she got back. You know what I mean? She should know, know what layer of the echelon she falls under is all I'm saying. She just looks really terrible. Now, the rumor is that she had some kind of plastic surgery done. Um, I don't know if we have comparable photos to show that. Something's going on there. Uh, the weight seems to be an issue. And when was she supposedly having a kid? When 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 did this happen? Last year? I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not a fan of uh, Lord Southern, actually. Because I've heard rumors that there was the fake baby bump. Now I'm just throwing wild shit out there. But, you know, people were just making up a bunch of stories. But what you can learn from this is everybody that comes from that den of snakes is untrustworthy. Well, hell, even even as recent as like a month ago, Ezra was setting up a, a some sort of crowdfunding uh, campaign for Cassandra Fairbanks, and I, I don't, I haven't looked into it myself, but I know that very. Uh, there seems to be a lot of people that are very skeptical about what had happened, and then when you have Ezra and Rebel Media and a crowdfunding, when all three of those are right in the picture you, you, at least for me the fucking puzzle pieces start shifting together and the picture starts emerging and ah, i don't know she's I don't know. only 25 lauren southern's only 25 i'm pretty sure she's only 25 years old oh. holy shit she, no. she's, I, I can't confirm that i mean i probably can confirm it but yeah. I'm pretty sure she is 25 years old. She is having a rough ride out there. I got to check. 25 years old? What the fuck? 25 years young. Looking rough out here. Whoosh. So hey, it was spurred off of the why I left and why I'm back. And it looks like Paul Joseph Watson does not want Lauren Southern back. And that... I've never sent that many angry messages to a girl unless if it was a serious relationship and some shit really went down. Yeah. And it leads me to believe that something probably did go down with them, but we would be forced to speculate. I mean, Paul Joseph Watson did say that he was going to leak everything. Uh, and he even he went so far as to say this. Let's let's bring this up here. He said in reply to somebody that was basically calling him an incel. He said, do you actually believe that I, as handsome as I am, was never, quote, inside her? Ooh. Classy. Classy. Oh, man. You know what looks really handsome is acting like this much of a slime ball in public to get a few fucking uh, social media points. I think that that's not a very handsome look, I'll tell you. Well, he definitely, you know, he has the info war ties, so there's always going to be... Um, 
a, a large portion of my community that would never trust a Paul Joseph Watson just because of the company that he kept. Looks like he tried to make a breakaway where he's doing his own thing, but he's always going to be known as InfoWars Prison Planet. But I mean, it's pretty well known that he ran through a couple of these hoes. Yeah, yeah, people talk about it a lot. Uh, but Ash, Ash and Witty. Man, can you imagine being Eskimo brothers with baked fucking Alaska? I don't want to imagine anything with baked Alaska, but baked Alaska is always going to be second or third, or in this case, probably (laughs) a a larger number than that. But I think Paul Joseph Watson is such a slime ball that he wouldn't deal with the mental breakdowns of Ash and Woody like baked Alaska did. He just kicked her to the curb after she started acting like a crazy person. He just left it when he needed to, you know, he just did what he needed to do. But they were definitely hanging around too much for nothing to be happening. And the same thing goes for Lauren Southern, because there's the rumors of her and Tommy Robinson. There's the rumors of her and Paul Joseph Watson. Um, And a lot of these, the, the rumors lend credence to me and it's speculation. But again, that many angry texts in a row can only mean there's something deeper than just oh i'm mad at you for coming back or a youtube comment there would be no reason to send that many fucking things out and there is a legit reason to not like her just because of her history but i don't think that's where paul joseph watson is coming from no it feels a little personal especially considering that there is a video he put out where he seems a little uh a little bitter towards love Sounds like our our gentleman here might have had his heart broken. Yeah, big F in chat for Paul Joseph Watson's heart, which has sunken and been broken after Lauren Southern, what I call uh, 25 going on 40. He's just couldn't handle it. So so, so some of the you know biggest things that were coming out was you know there was rumors of surgery she was having um never really being a conservative let alone a nationalist obviously um and then the people she brought into rebel media to quote unquote work with tommy robinson um you're talking about there was stolen Bitcoin of up to like $20,000 stolen from uh, Tommy Robinson that they were using on, you know, things that gay Canadians do like Airbnbs and Don Perignon. Uh They swapped out like camera equipment that Rebel or whoever owned and, you know, swapped the good stuff out and gave them some cheap fucking pawn shop stuff. Uh, they just defrauded everybody. You know, and then there's some other allegations I could care less about. The, some people try to say they risked Gavin McGinnis's life sharing his travel itinerary. Well, Gavin McGinnis has his own problems. I'm sure the FBI can take care of it for him. Um, but yeah, the, just the team she brought in around her, um, I think, gave her a bad rap. And there, at the time, I remember I was never a person that watched Lauren Southern, but I remember there was really no reason for her to walk away. Other than there was a lot of shit going on behind the scenes that she knew Mm -hmm. was going to come out. And most of it was the connections to these two other people that she brought into Rebel who were secretly meeting with far left left activists uh, on the regular, uh, going to lunches. And there's a clip 
I don't know how you're going to format this out if you're going to play her why I left and came back, but I sent you a quick Twitter clip uh, of her basically saying, yeah, I've met with that group before and it's hope, not hate, obviously a far left far left activist group so it just lends credence to she was never what she said she was like everybody in rebel aren't what they say what they were and when you brought up the cassandra fairbank fairbanks gofundme it always goes back to someone like laura loomer another one out of that fucking den of snakes again um that ezra levant had the tire fundraiser set up the day before they were going to set up that whole operation. Remember free, free Laura, help Laura, uh, whatever it was, but you know, someone just checked, looked into it and they had already had the go. No, no, I'm sorry. It was the night she stormed the stage. Yep. Excuse me. The tire was a separate gift grift. Uh, but when she stormed the stage, they already had the GoFundMe set up. Uh, so, anyone hanging out with Ezra Levant I look at it the same way as if you're hanging around Mike Cernovich you don't have any soul you're just a soulless piece of shit well they were associating with Milo too and it just makes me think okay so we got Milo baked Alaska's in the fold right what are the chances there's a cat boy in this equation somewhere this is a terrible group of people a great group of people (laughs) yeah from our perspective anyway in the sense of what we're talking about. So the latest rumors I heard of Lauren Southern is plastic surgery. They're even taking it to the extremes of fake pregnancies. I mean, there, there's some extreme accusations coming out right now. Um, but when they accused her of colluding with hope, not hate, uh, that was when she really started backing away from, well, I just need to take a break from content, her stupid boat fucking fiasco where she was going to save some immigrant or, or, you know, stop some immigrant. It's all this stupid, you know, fake white nationalist bullshit that they tried to pull. But we're going to um, save Western civilization, Davey. Don't you understand? I did understand in 2016 that Western civilization was on the brink, but I was so happy that we had people like uh, Sargon, Dave Rubin, and Rebel Media to really get us through because I don't know what I would have done. The left is out of control, Davey. Yeah, yeah. we need to own them, really. Let's hope so. All right, so I'm going to play this clip. It's only about 27 seconds long. It's the one where uh, Lauren Southern speaks about her association with Hope Not Hate. Yeah. Play it. Bit of a strange one here. Wait a minute. I know, sorry man, it's for, I know it's, it's four o'clock in the morning here, but I've just got off the phone to Kalen for an hour, yeah? How much have they told you about Hope Not Hate? Not much, why? You're aware they've been meeting with them regularly? I, I've met Joe too before. Yeah, I, like I know, I know that Kalen and George have met with them before. Continually met with them when you was doing your borderless documentary, Hope Not Hate flew out to Italy to meet them? I don't know what they were talking about. Mm, she got kind of dodgy at the end there very defensive Ooh. And, I, Ooh. And, I've, and I've heard from Mark Collette that the meetings were way more frequent and when he spoke to her personally she was stumbling and stammering and very very suspect about the whole thing and that's when she started backing away from the public eye amongst many other things that were happening behind the scenes like I said with the stolen money and Remember that mass exodus from Rebel when they when you had Faith Goldie, Lauren Southern, Gavin mm-hmm. McGinnis, a lot of them just it wasn't because Ezra could not pay these people as they tried to say in public. 
no one wanted to be associated with that whole group at the time because of all of the nonsense that was coming out of there. The just the insane amount you can only get so many of these pieces of shit in one room before it blows up because they each want to have you know milo number one they each want to have their own attention and they will do anything to get it and they will stab anyone in the back and you cannot trust any of them yet they're all together under one gonna use the term umbrella an umbrella hmm yeah Uh, but one thing i wanted to point out isn't that tommy robinson in that phone call it sounds like Tommy Robinson, but he switches up his voice sometimes a little bit. I know Mark Collette uh, released some things. Tommy Robinson released some things. But yeah, Tommy Robinson was questioning her because he was the one that was losing a lot of fucking money. Yeah, she was taking money from him. He was... Allegedly. He was in the big house or whatever you want to call it over there. He was in the slammer. And while he was there, that's when they are taking, you know, when they set up the free Tommy, 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 (laughs) Tommy. When you get you got fucking Owen Benjamin writing songs to the fucking guy. Oh man, I forgot about that. When he was at the height of, uh, you know, this is the martyr, proud Zionist Tommy Robinson. If you don't believe me, you can watch the clips of him wearing the pin and talking about all the clips of him praising Netanyahu. It's out there. Yeah, Um, that's actually what I wanted to bring up because Mark Collette, uh, kind of defending him in a lot of ways, is kind of strange because uh, Tommy Robinson and his crew released a hit piece on mark collette uh maybe about a year ago yeah so it it is weird that they were able to kind of drop this for their mutual dislike of lauren southern so she must have really pissed off some people which i have to admit i kind of like yeah and from what i just just me personally from what i know i don't think mark mark collette uh buried the hatchet in any way with tommy robinson i think he let that shit show play itself out because tommy put the video up he took the video down he changed the title he edited it back out so it really looked bad on tommy like everything else looks bad on tommy and from what i know personally Mark Collette's always been a good dude to me. Yeah, things, that you wouldn't, things that you wouldn't expect for, to hear. Like, I got messages like, hey, man, I really like your As the Bears Turn series. Like, just out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, Mark Collette, nice to meet you. Yeah, I, I know of him from the Heelstream uh, saga. I guess you could call it a saga, an era. The, uh, the fall of the Killstream, I guess you could say. Uh, what a fun arc that was, but he came on and discussed uh, Holocausters, uh, which I won't go into, probably for good reason, <laughs> on the first episode. Uh, but in any case, he had a, uh, a, a Holocaust uh, debate, I guess, with Atheism is Unstoppable, and that's how I knew him. I'd never heard of him before. They bring this guy in the stream, and he just starts going off about a bunch of crazy shit. But uh, he's always seemed like a stand-up guy. You know, I'm not going to dislike a guy because he might believe something uh, happened different than other people believe it. You know, it's that that's not my responsibility, nor do I give a shit. But as far as I can tell, the dude's always been a stand-up guy, and that's what really matters. Unless they find a thing of him stealing a bunch of Bitcoin from somebody, you know, then we might have to talk about it. But uh, until then, he seems like a decent fella. Yeah, and I was talking about atheists earlier, how I just don't understand it. I don't like it, but I keep seeing the name atheism. Atheism is unstoppable, and you just mentioned it. I haven't seen this guy in a long time, but I guess he's still making content. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. No, cheers to him. I, I think he makes uh, fairly well-produced commentary videos to his credit. Edits, edits well. Yeah. Yeah, never really had an issue with him, but he's always had poor performances on the kill stream. Yeah. He just, it's not his forum, and, and you would think he would come in and it would be like, man, this would be a place where this guy could really go off, but he goes in trying to be too analytical other than just going in and talking shit. I think he had one against Nick, and it just, like, that sounds about right. If you couldn't debunk Nick on some points, I mean, what are you doing? You see, and why Nick is really successful in most blood sports is because he's really good at removing the argument from the person, and instead, character assassination, which is what blood sports is all about. Yeah, and I was just seeing Andy's random edits in the chat saying, yeah, Nick really gave it to him a couple of years ago. It was like, it was embarrassing, like how much uh atheism is unstoppable could not uh keep up with that exchange yeah he's really good talks fast um you know my only issue with nick amongst other issues because i don't know you know where he stands now uh was the groiper thing i looked at it like the proud boys thing putting a name on a whole group of people and then having that group of people doing things which would eventually take you down with them Mm mm-hmm it's why there's a problem with, with like association when you put your name to a group where anybody can call themselves a member and next thing you know you have a bunch of Antifa people surrounding around you that are all calling themselves America Firsters or whatever. Not saying that that was the case with Groypers, but just look at what happened with the Proud Boys. You know, these guys were just a bunch of fucking like beer drinking dudes that you know had a f- pretend gang where they would name off cereals and, and punch each other in the shoulder you know it was totally a joke for the most part and then uh you know the rest as they say is history well still history because there's a large chunk of them in jail like gavin mcginnis roams freely but don't worry he's not a fed guys he didn't he didn't turn on anybody no he just got lucky just the leader of the group that started everything that was involved in everything no he didn't talk to any fbi agents and get out of trouble for himself and then set up a huge huge gofundme to give all the money to help people and then never give them any money while they rot in jail great guy gavin mcginnis another rebel product oh he's from rebel too no way what a coincidence pretty pretty sure I, I mean, he's not, he did his own thing, but I'm pretty sure he worked with the Rebel for a good chunk of time. Small world. Small world. Canada, man. What is it with all these Canadians becoming American nationalists? Like, can you imagine going to another country and becoming a nationalist for that country? Seems kind of fucking Benedict Arnold, you know? Are you telling me you think Gavin McGinnis is disingenuous? Are you telling me you think Crowder is disingenuous? Sometimes? No, I just think they only have one testicle. Wait a second. Are you telling me? Are you going to sit here on this stream on our first show and tell me that you think Stefan Molyneux is a disingenuous person? I would never suggest such a thing, <laughs> okay. sir. I just wanted Ever. to make I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. <laughs> All right. And with that, I think we could go into our uh, next topic here. All right, we're, yeah. Talk about Milo Yiannopoulos and his in uh, this weird lawsuit that, well, I, I could say it got pub like I don't know what the right term is, but these documents became available very recently. I think these documents were filed on the twenty fifth. Uh, first of all, 
and this was a story I did not keep up with. Um, I try to stay away from most things Milo. I never understood him. I never liked him. Um, I look at him just the same way. I look at Dave Rubin. When I see conservatives embrace people like this, it makes me cringe. Um, yeah. But I I understand the appeal of a flamboyant gay Jew for people to, you know, like him or hate him. He had that controversial, you know, three-year period where you just kind of watched what what is he going to do? And then the shtick got old and all the other nonsense he got into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can only really keep a bit like that going for so long. Well, he's still trying for sure. You know, he's like... He's like a Hollywood actor that had that one big role and they're always searching for it again, but it's mm-hmm. never, it's never going to come, but he will, you know, he'll, he'll fuck a couple assistants here and there as long as they're black. As long as they're black. That's the important part, by the way, for him. He'd be the first to tell you. Yeah. So you'll have to kind of go through this document and I'll kind of react because this was the one thing that we went over that I just read through quickly and, uh, yeah not right. surprised by some of it yeah i can't say i was surprised either uh although i was shocked to just see it sent to me in chat on a live stream the other day uh i hadn't seen this and somebody just said hey uh, mod me so i can leave a link in chat so i did and they sent me to this document here which uh well let's just take a look because there's a very particular part that is a correspondence between milo yiannopoulos and uh and the plaintiffs in this lawsuit. And I think the people here would find it uh, rather illuminating. So long story short of this article, and, and by the way, I'll drop the link in chat so you guys can uh, take a look for yourselves. There you go. And uh, I was just I was just dropping in chat that uh, I really appreciate everybody coming out to support our first show. Um, 250 people. I'm very happy oh, with the support of the show and just the uh, the love I'm seeing in the chat of the of what people are saying. So thank you everybody for coming out supporting, and we will be doing this weekly. And we are like we're really putting in. We're we're gonna make this a successful show. We're really putting the time in, and we really want to have an entertaining place for you guys to come hang out and all have fun together. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to the chat. Hey, uh, you guys have been very nice about, uh, had very kind things to say about us. I've been seeing links go out and everything. You guys have the best chat, really. You guys are the yeah. best community. Fucking props. That's awesome. All now, right, to the, to the document. So in this document here, uh, I got to find the, the correspondence in question, but there's a part in it where he tells the plaintiffs that, uh, here it is, that, well, I'll just let it speak for itself. Thanks, Ma- uh, Michael. And this is in regards to uh, Milo going silent in uh, correspondence with them when he was supposed to be providing them with information for the lawsuit. Uh, mm. So it says here on February 12th, 2020, Yiannopoulos responded to the plaintiff's counsel. Thanks, Michael. I am happy to clarify. Having spent time and money researching this for you, I have nothing to produce relevant to the planning of Unite the Right. I was under the impression I was in possession of recordings of Richard Spencer and others, but I was mistaken. I have consulted the source of these recordings who reminded me that they were played to me, but I did not retain copies of them. 
Other recordings in my possession do not relate to the Unite the Right or the planning of physical violence by any of the named defendants. Regarding anything else I possess tangentially related to your case, such as emails, I am asserting journalistic privilege, which enjoys broad uh, broad protection in the state of work. Uh, so I did jump ahead a little bit. That was after he, uh, he says this here. Uh, oh, I, I jumped a little further than I thought. Uh, so let's let's go back to uh, this is January twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Hi, Michael. Thanks for the update. So far, I've spent thirty five hundred dollars on travel and associated expenses to review materials on your behalf, but many questions remain about the FBI's desire to acquire them exclusively. I am meeting with my contacts at the bureau next week in person and will be in a better position to answer you after that. As as I'm sure you will understand, I have been obligated to prioritize federal law enforcement over your civil action. Uh, so this right here, I am meeting my contacts at the bureau next week in person. So this is what's been going around, this in particular, but also read the, the other correspondence between uh, Milo and plaintiff uh, and after of course he contacted his contacts at the fbi uh, upon researching this matter thoroughly on your behalf and after the discussion with the law enforcement agency slash agencies to which i previously alluded and to whom as we discussed i am compelled to give deference priority and in most cases exclusivity and in light of the agreed and newly contracted scope of your subpoena i am writing to let you know i will not be producing any documents or recordings as i possess nothing that falls within the scope of the discussion and so that's him saying uh, i'm not giving you shit and this is of course after he spoke in his words to his contact at the fbi now uh we'll just uh, start with that davy what do you think about milo being a potential federal informant it makes a lot of sense um if you remember Milo very early on, it was very flamboyant, very over the top, the kissing with Gavin McGinnis. But he was at the point he had a popularity that he could still get on big stages and talk to major people. Remember, he was on Joe Rogan when the fall from grace happened and uh I forgot the other podcast, but it was mainly Joe Rogan where he dropped those uh, uh, pedo remarks, basically. But, you know, whatever. Who cares? We assume that happened to him um, and he enjoyed it. Um, but the way he was inserted around all these people, it does not surprise me that most of them have federal contacts. Um, I, I'm quite convinced that obviously Gavin McGinnis did when he turned on his group the proud boys and i do not trust any of these people as far as i can throw them and as far as milo specifically he was embedded with a lot of people from the groups remember he would hang out with sargon on stream so he was able to reach basically everybody across the spectrum so he would be the perfect person to one, I don't believe he doesn't have the recordings. He seems like the person that always has a recording. Um, I do believe he's not going to give them shit or that's a power play. But yeah, I am not surprised in the least that he would be an informant. Yeah, I can't say I was either. Uh, I would have been shocked if he wasn't, because even if he wasn't with them all along, you know, all it takes is a little bit of a, a little pressure. Hey, uh, what was your involvement in the tragic 
death of Heather Heyer at Charlottesville, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's oh well, actually I have this this recording of Richard Spencer being really really <laughs> mad. Uh, funny thing. Uh, I, I, I'm sure he has some sort of insurance. I would be, I'm sure he gave it to the FBI and the FBI said, okay, we're going to make a deal with you. I mean, this is just me giving you my, uh, fire from the hip opinion. I, I, I could be wrong, but if I, if I were a betting man, I'd say that Milo has his bases covered. Yeah. And there was a time where, there was the thing proud boys are listed as a hate group or a terrorist group but they're really not so there's a lot of places for him to infiltrate and get information and you know all they they love data they love recordings they love information they can sit through hours of it so there was a there was at some point where there was going to be a movement where they were going to make certain right-wing groups these way, you know, make them these dangerous things, way more dangerous than they actually were. But I think that was something Milo was a part of to take them down. And this could be anybody from the Proud Boys to Patriot Prayer to just individual streamers that they may have not liked. Uh, it could be a millennial woes. It could be, you know, that that kind of nationalist scene. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of people that wanted to take that scene down. And Milo, as the flamboyant gay guy coming in, kind of just was allowed to talk to all of them. You'd see him on Crowder one week. He'd be on Ruben's couch the next week. He'd be in Sargon's kitchen one week, and then he'd be on the stage the next. And I'm pretty sure he's another. Was he Rebel Media? I don't think he was. I I'm, he, he always ran um, alone. I know he had Vox Day uh, publish his books. So there's connections to him, Vox Day, uh, Mike Cernovich. Uh, they all hang. They all hung out together in Italy. So you're talking about hanging out with some really shady fucks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. With Milo, because I remember he tried to integrate himself into like the Daily Caller for a minute, and then they had like a meltdown and deleted his article and banned him from ever contributing to the site. Um. But if you were to ask Milo, he's the most relevant fucking thing of all time. If you see the things he says about himself, it, it feels so desperate, like somebody trying to convince themselves that they're like super important and everything. And you don't need to be important. Just be yourself, man. Uh, but with with Milo, the delusion of grandeur is, is so high. And it's just something I've noticed is that everyone who is involved in Gamergate together, they're they're all like connected in some way, or they continue to carry water for one another. There seems to be like this weird loyalty that came from everything that happened in Gamergate, and I wasn't there. I wasn't around when that was happening. I'm glad I wasn't. The more I, I look back into Gamergate, the more I, I feel embarrassed just by looking at it. But uh, for whatever reason, a lot of these figures, your Vox Days, your Milo Yiannopoulos, your Ethan Ralphs, uh, they seem to all have like this like fraternal nature. Like, you know, they were fucking war buddies. We fought on a war together, my friend. You know, I, I don't know if that's how they feel, but it's kind of it, that's how it comes off to me. You know, I was just trying to look. Um... Yeah, I think he was a rebel media host at some point. Oh, that would um, explain so much. Maybe maybe he was just around that scene. Maybe he wasn't technically uh, Yiannopoulos, who was a resigned senior editor at Breitbart. 
Yeah, I think he was just around that sphere, maybe not a directly paid uh, rebel host, but he was definitely around that scene because that's how he got all involved with the Lauren Southern thing. Yeah, he got Coke brother money. And yeah, and he got a lot of money uh, to never put out that book. And when Rebel Media relaunched, uh, Milo, I think, would have a couple segments on their show or at least be heavily interviewed by them. Mm, Okay. No, that would make sense. I think he was just a guest a lot. And he just hung around that sphere. And that's when all of that shit went down with Lauren Southern, the stolen equipment. And that's why he was so involved in, um, he wrote some big piece, the klepto Queens and all of this stuff, exposing everybody that was in that group. So it's, to me, Milo is somebody that's always going to hoard information. And just as a gay person, they're very gossipy. So they record everything. Not to stereotype, but he's a gay Jew. I mean, he has all the markings of somebody that's going to fucking tape you. Yes, I'm aging myself. He's taping you. Yeah, he's, he's got a wire. He's wearing yeah. a wire. <laughs> yes, he's got a little, he's got a talk boy that he carries around with him. But yeah, I could, I could see him being a federal informant for sure. All right, everybody. We are back. Thanks for, uh, Thanks for working with us. A little bit of uh, technical issues on the first episode of the show. Uh, but do you know what that means, Davey? That means I have to uh, put these two parts together in uh, a video editing program tonight. So I'm very excited. I can just say for myself that this was not me this time. I just want everybody to know Mr. Tech over here. Mm-hmm. This is completely on the tech end. I, I believe I was quoted earlier as saying the bitch can take it. The bitch cannot take it. She did not take it at all. I remember a we in there when we were talking about tech and I specifically said I do not have any. I'm just kidding. But uh, that's my, the audi- dude. My, my audience is used to the drops and the getting just taken down. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we get a little crowd back and we uh, end the stream out on a good note. Uh, but, yeah. All right. It's a, it's a great first half to the show. And now we uh, we got a few topics left. Put it that way. Yeah. All right. And with that, please, Tucker, don't smite me down with the band hammer again. I've been I've been very well behaved. I just said Fox is good. Everything's good. I guess nope. that's not what they wanted to hear. They wanted us to say that Fox is faux news. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. All right. So 1.25 speed. Tucker, please, buddy, don't kill us. So what should we conclude from what we just saw? The message, unfortunately, could not be clearer. Voting is for fools. You vote, you put these people into office with your votes, and in return, they patronize you. And when it matters, they abandon you. They have contempt for you. You know they do, you can smell it, it's obvious. Voting doesn't work. But when you riot, and you burn things, and you hurt people, you get a very different response. When you do those things, our leaders snap to attention. They tiptoe around your feelings, as Republicans are. They give you what you want, as Republicans are. Rioting works. That's the message they're sending. Think about that. It's the most dangerous possible message you can send. Uh, so, that's probably a good place to start. Uh, so, since this is uh, the first time you've seen this clip, uh, what are your thoughts on what Tucker has to say so far? Well, my, my main thought on Tucker is... It's still part of the right-left paradigm. You have Fox News, you have CNN. Um, People think 
Tucker is a maverick, a rebel that gets to say whatever he wants. He's allowed a few truths maybe a year. He's told the truth about Syria and the war. And I think he gets... I think he's more active in a younger social media base and he sees what people are talking about and he's the person on that network that can come out with clips like this. Now, people should have been calling out Trump from the get-go. I was never on the Trump train. Um, I, I, I kind of stay away from politics as a whole because to me it's it, it's two, two uh, horns of the same demon, two wings of the same bird. But in this in this instance it, it just shows donald trump literally has done nothing for anybody and there's probably a lot of donald there's probably donald trump uh supporters here maga 2020 people he has not built the wall he never was gonna lock hillary up he's not draining any swamps and it's just a lot of rhetoric a lot of tweets a lot of talk and that's all you're ever going to get out of him. He is here for one reason, and that is to divide the country even more. Now, I don't know if they're going to allow him to win again. I could, if you were going on pure, just if it was a real election, who would win? Obviously, Donald Trump would win. Nobody likes Joe Biden. I've never heard anybody tell me they like Joe Biden. But they might mix it up because they like to go back and forth. But my take on it is, you know, Tucker gets... Tucker's allowed to say a couple of truths every now and then, and uh, that was one of them. Trump is absolutely useless. Yeah, he's uh, playing to the frustrated middle class quite a bit, quite nicely here, I think. Uh, But as far as Trump goes, he still openly associates with Alan fucking Dershowitz. And to me, that's... That's enough for me not to want to have anything to do with the guy. Now, do I think that that's less shady than Joe Biden sniffing Maggie Coon's hair? Yeah. 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 Yes, I do. But I I would prefer trump only barely to biden but i really don't think it makes a difference as you can see as you can see by the work that these people get done in washington it's just a bunch of clogging everything up so no one can ever pass anything it's it's organized anarchy now the only thing i could see them bringing trump in is a lot of things have kind of slowed the process down um the coronavirus lockdown uh the riots which he's came up as an absolute pussy during um but he is a zionist controlled uh president there's no other way around it um he's came out numerous times talking about i'm the king of israel you know the just Mm -hmm. the amount of trips the amount of times he's on stage at apac the uh, jared kushner's relationship uh the whole thing with iran which is obviously a play because uh israel wants iran out of the picture there's no other way around than donald trump is the zionist candidate no matter who is picked in the next election there's clips of joe biden saying well you don't have to be a jew to be a zionist i'm a proud zionist and donald trump i mean look no further than his own family yeah and if we didn't get our wall uh hillary's not in prison obamacare isn't repealed but you know something we were able to send a record amount of support to israel and congress even though they can't pass a simple fucking uh what police reform bill they keep arguing over it the one thing they could not argue about was their devotion to another country the borders the borders are still open right as far as far as I know, they've embraced open borders over there. 
they really yeah, believe in diversity because I, I, I remember he was going to close them up and we were going to have a you know we we're going to have a ban of islam and we were going to have a ban of uh arab countries and i remember a wall was going up now this is why i told everybody trump will it, again presidents are never going to do anything these are just puppets for a larger group in this case it's a zionist group but you're not gonna get anything done when the guy is letting you chant lock her up and then day one i'm not exaggerating day one when he came out for his first presidential speech talk where he accepts the victory he gave a standing ovation to hillary and bill clinton as great people Mm -hmm. This tells you everything you need to know. He is a New York Democrat who's always had ties to the elite. And that's just the bottom line. He is never going to get anything done. He is not the, he's not this, oh, he's an outsider. He's not an outsider. Well, hell, you can even find fucking not, what's that guy? Sasha Baron Cohen, the guy who went in front of everybody on an ADL platform on their YouTube channel. You can see the video uh, out there for yourself. And he tells everybody, Sasha Baron Cohen, that if you find his jokes funny, then you're anti-Semitic. You're hateful. He's not for telling the joke. You are hateful for finding it funny. And he goes on to talk about misinformation and hate speech and blah, 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 blah. It's really disgraceful, especially from someone calling themselves a comedian. But the reason I brought up Sasha Baron Cohen is somebody like him, who is a hi- who's a hyper-partisan lefty, when he had Donald Trump on Ali G, kissed his ass non-stop kissed his ass really makes you think doesn't it well this is how trump was known i mean he is a new york elite democrat he hung around with all of these people there's it's not a coincidence that he still brings a disgraced alan dershowitz on the stage i mean these these aren't coincidences these are things meant to put right in front of your face to show you no one gives a shit I forgot. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get anything done. He brought him on stage as he signed the executive order, saying that stereotypes are now anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. You cannot. You know, he he signed the BDS bill, the executive order, saying that no anti-Semitism on college campuses. This is all from Trump. Not to mention his many sending, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis of Florida. He sent him over there, came back with a new, uh, you know, speech bill and how what you can talk about. And you're not allowed to boycott Israel anymore. It's all part of it, man. Uh, It's really disgraceful, too. And as far as Alan Dershowitz goes, I I forgot to mention this part because I probably would have added it to the uh, itinerary of topics. Uh, Alan Dershowitz came out the other day, maybe less than a week ago saying that uh oh well every time i ever went to pedophile island i brought my wife and daughter with me so you're telling me you picked up your daughter and brought her to fucking pedo island and here's the thing there are flight logs that show that he wasn't with his wife and daughter in some of those fucking flights so he's lying we have evidence that he's lying but more more to the point did you just admit to bringing your child to pedophile fucking island alan dershowitz he did well, I wouldn't put it past him. This guy is an absolute sick fuck. Yeah. Just the way he treated the victims of the Epstein case and using Mike Cernovich as his proxy to get uh, documents so they could have, quote unquote, dirt 
on the victim so they can come and shame them. Uh, that's what he used Mike Cernovich for. For well, anybody that wants to research that, they can do that themselves. Wait, wait a minute. I, I heard Mike Cernovich single-handedly took down Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah, that was the narrative that they definitely yeah. came out with. He was on the he, Dick Show and everything. Yeah, uh, very sad that he let him come on and uh, Stefan Malin, you let him come on and push this narrative. But you don't have to look further than uh, Virginia Grufre's lawyer who said Mike Cernovich acted as a proxy with another lawyer to get documents unsealed that Alan Dershowitz was unsuccessfully getting unsuccessful in getting unsealed to shame the victims of Jeffrey Epstein. That's the kind of person this guy is. He'll go on shows and tell you how he gets off on, you know, I, I love getting, you know, someone that's a criminal, you know, off. This is his job that he loves it. He just came out two weeks ago talking about the Constitution and how it really enforces a forced vaccination. If you're, if you're going to get a vaccination, it's in the Constitution and there's actual court cases we can go back to that you would need to take a forced vaccination if they were to allot one to the people. This is the kind of guy we're talking about with a shitting grin on his face. Um, he literally did the meme on The View where he rubbed his hands together. So, I mean, this guy is the <laughs> quintessential uh zionist yeah i think that's a good way of putting it uh but real quick because you know it, to be honest the tucker versus trump thing isn't so interesting as as any aside about mike cernovich or about alan dershowitz so uh we'll we'll finish up this real quick here so donald trump saw the clip of tucker that we watched just a few minutes ago and uh, he had this to say Informed Dr. Fauci this morning that he has nothing to do with NFL football, forced Democrat-run Minnesota to bring in the National Guard, and end rioting and looting after seeing the destruction and crime in Minneapolis. 100% successful. This is from, by the way, uh, June 20th. So it's been almost 10 days, and he's saying it's 100% successful stopping the rioting and the destruction in Minneapolis, which I believe is still going to this day. Waiting to hear from Dem-run Washington State as to whether they want to help in taking back Seattle. Ready to move quickly. Damage to various Democrat-run cities and states, including statue demolition, which uh, should not be allowed to happen. Ready to solve problem quickly. Federal government is ready, willing, and able at Tucker Carlson. So after seeing that segment, uh, Trump tweeted that out and wanted Tucker to see it. Like, look, see, I'm doing stuff. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, one, we have laws in this country that can already be enforced, but they have the police stand down too. It is a quote unquote Democrat ran zone. Again, this is all one party disguised as two party. Oh, we'll go in. He did a rally in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma the other night, and he said straight up, they're not going in because if you play into the left right paradigm, this makes the left look terrible. Let them have uh-huh. their area. And then you point to it and say, see what happens when the leftists have their own area. And, and that's the game they were playing there. Mm-hmm. But we already have laws for vandalism. We already have laws for destructing property, federal property, statues. All of these things are crimes already. So I don't need Donald Trump to come out and tell me, I'm going to give a year in jail if you burn the flag. One, fuck off. No one wants that. And then 10 years in jail if you take down a statue. Well, how about you have cops and security protect those statues? And if you see someone take down a statue, you don't have the cops just stand there and watch them drag it down the street. You make an arrest for vandalization. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what bothers me out of all of this is just allowing cities to burn just so he can get reelected. Like, what about the citizens? What about the people who live there? Do you give so? I mean, that's politics. I know. But really, leaving your citizens high and dry is the worst thing you can do. And just to get, what, a few more votes and, hey, look, guys, look, the liberals are really out of control. The left is going crazy. Yes, we already fucking know this, Don. Can you can you do something about this? I don't know. Maybe maybe do something. Send out another tweet that says, is in all caps and says a law and order again. That, I'm, that'll fix everything, I'm sure. If anyone thinks any politician gives a shit about them, they're a lost cause. Um, and especially Donald Trump. This yeah. guy has never... It's just in his DNA. He does not give a shit about the average citizen. Again, he's a rich New York Democrat. LARPing as a conservative, now a Christian, I'm assuming he's he's playing up that. that it's just all lies like every single politician before him he's no different he's not an outsider he's not a maverick and he's not going to help you and i don't want to hear about how the black unemployment is looking when we're looking at 40 million unemployed right now but i mean it's a record number man i mean the blacks will love him they'll surely vote trump next year no yeah he's yeah yeah instead of 98 percent voting for the democratic party maybe only 97 percent will vote for them still not tired of winning yeah yeah <laughs> that swamp will get drained one of these days one of these one, days one of these days that the shit hey guys any day if you just trust the plan it's all gonna happen you just have to trust the plan you know i'd rather imagine a plan and i have a plan mm. in mind okay you know, maybe you guys have heard about this i don't know but somebody is talking about changing the national anthem you guys, you guys want to change the national anthem to something a little more of fuck yeah, America? How about DVDA, America, fuck yeah? How about uh, Rock You Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions? I don't even think they're American. I don't fucking know. I don't like the Scorpions. But how about that? No. Uh, instead, people want to make Imagine by John fucking Lennon the new national anthem. There we go. Uh, yeah, this is the new push I've been seeing lately is, uh, a, a song that includes the lyrics, imagine there's no countries should be the new national anthem. Uh, so let me, let me bring up chat. I know chat's thinking you're bullshitting us wild. You wouldn't, no one would ever want that. No one likes that song. I sure as hell don't. Uh, well, well I, hate- def- I mean, someone definitely took care of the problem for everybody. I hope so. Uh, I mean, imagine if John Lennon. Well, his name was Mark David Chapman. He took care of the the problem. I mean, he should have imagined a world without a thirty-eight nose uh, revolver. Well, he would come out and say things like the Beatles are more popular than Jesus. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't and, alive for it, but I remember hearing about that. You know, he'd come out saying that they're basically gods, and this is you know this is the attitude that they had, and it's no different than a mindless celebrity today virtue signaling, literally. It's no different than the cover of Imagine that we just saw by celebrities. I think that's it's, why they decided they wanted to pick it. Yeah, it's fake. It's hollow. It does not ring true. Imagine a world with no possessions when you're literally John Lennon with the most possessions possible. Oh man, I don't want to get out of bed every day. Protest, man. Not you know what? Fuck you, dude. Why don't you go get a job? Why don't you Why don't you show how morally virtuous you are by uh, going and donating all of your free time to a soup kitchen? Instead, you're a better person because you won't get out of bed. 
and you disowned your your own child i don't understand how how john lennon has any room to tell any of us a fucking thing uh, I, I i don't care for the guy i, I mean I'm a bit of a beatles fan i think he write, wrote a few decent songs i was more of a george harrison guy myself but you know revolver's a kick-ass album front to back uh imagine still, there's no countries it isn't hard to do nothing to kill or die for and no religion too so what is no countries well that's gonna be a that's globalism that's a one world government no religion they will make up their own religion it'll be a one world religion it's one where you worship celebrities instead well it's it's one where they get the whole world to bow down to who they bow down to which is usually um i don't want to go too dark on everybody but it's usually a luciferian type uh god that they they think he's the light bringer this is what they believe in um they say that you may say i'm a dreamer i'm not the only one i hope someday you'll join us and the world will live as one we are not in this together we are not one so this is just some pie in the sky bullshit nonsense who even know if he wrote this song with his stupid cunt wife that he had um but this song just has every element of the anti-america sentiment that we Mm -hmm. see today imagine there's no heaven because that's how they want you to believe they want you to shun the idea of religion shun the idea of jesus christ and they want you to have no soul imagine there's no heaven again it's an atheist sentiment and if they're so you know if they're so gung-ho about nothing's happening then just end it you don't need to be here then there's nothing for you here yeah, it's a it's a weird hill to die on. Like it, they say that they love their community, but their way of exerting or asserting that they love their community is by saying that. Well, imagine if we're just no countries, no religion, blah 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 blah. I mean, look, I know religion has had some, let's just say, some rocky roads over the past few millennia, but human beings, in my personal opinion, are beasts and. A lot of religion, even if you don't buy into all of it, but a lot of religion tell tales of human decency, things to strive towards, good examples, things like this, you know, uh, different different stories uh, that showcase different virtues of different types of personality. So even if you, you wanted to judge all religion by all of the worst parts about it, you can't ignore that there is some good that has come out of it. Like, people have learned to become a little bit better, say, hey, you know, I'm I'm going to turn the other cheek. There's a lot of virtue, I think, in, like, Christianity. I don't necessarily call myself a Christian, but I'm really open-minded in regards to, like, religion and spirituality. But I I do see, you know, it's an American value, like, the the Holy Spirit and all of that. And so all of this constant attack on on different fundamentals of American culture— it's as clear as day what their end goal is well this guy this guy during this time was this was after the beatles this was you know this was when he was together in yoko and i just sent you the last picture he took with yoko ono just so you have an idea of this is the where they were at oh yeah he was in the primal screaming therapy yeah yeah he was in this primal screaming therapy to get all the anger from his unsettled childhood and this is no proven therapy this is just some fucking woo-woo nonsense that you know they got out and um i I studied it a little bit actually 
because uh, yeah, I have some primal screaming yourself. No, no. Uh, even when I was going to school for it, I said this is fucking nuts. But I uh, I took a lot of courses on psychology. That was my original career path, and uh, I did a whole like a report on primal screaming. And I read the book written by the singer slash I think he I can't remember if he plays bass or guitar, but it was a band called Rudimentary Peni. Uh, they're an anarcho band. And Death Church, great album by the way, good anarcho punk band or punk album. But the story is about this person. It's almost told in like a Lovecraftian way. But to give you a quick summary of it, it showcases a man losing his sanity by going through these primal screaming uh, therapy sessions. And both the mind of the patient and the doctor are completely obliterated by the end of it. And it was written by somebody who did go through primal screaming therapy. So seeing this story evolve as i was uh you know researching the topic it seemed clear as day that most people who did primal screaming are fucking nuts yeah well like like i said uh shout out to uh mark david chapman but i mean this is where we're at in this country today it's born out of radical politics it's anti-religious it's anti-nationalistic it's anti-conventional it's anti-capital and it's basically just a sugar-coated bullshit song that makes you accept all of these ideas um and who is it produced by a fucking weirdo phil specter i mean it's just the whole thing rings true of uh, you know i don't want to go new world order on everybody but it just rings true of a song that they were going to push down everybody's throats to accept yeah yeah it's a, a nice little song for conditioning that's for sure yeah so that's what they want as their national anthem it makes complete sense it does make complete sense because it's a radical it's a radical idea for a radical time and in this new normal literally anything is possible i i would not be surprised if uh the nfl scraps the national anthem colin kaepernick is there day one they're all kneeling playing that stupid fucking song Oh man, do you think they'll make This Is America by Childish Gambino the latest? Uh, the, maybe they'll get bored of Imagine and go for a somehow worse song. I'm sure they could make some gay mashup. Oh man, I I don't even want to I don't even want to imagine how bad it could get. <laughs> it's gonna get bad. If 2020 is the worst you've seen, and 9/11, you know that that was probably the worst year I've seen as far as uh, reality shift and reality changing. But 2020 is definitely up there as one of the worst years we've seen, and it's going to continue right into 2021 if they uh, if they hit us with a quote unquote second wave, you know, Ooh, and they lock wave. us they lock us down again. Uh, things are going to get dicey. Yeah, already uh, the place I work, uh, it's busy every day. Everyone's so happy to be out and they're in better spirits than usual. Like everyone's just happy to be allowed outside of their house. Yep. Driving in their car by themselves with their mask on. (laughs) With the mask on. Beautiful. Oh, man. You know, another thing I read, I didn't have this ready for the stream, but I went over it briefly on uh, a live stream the other day. Uh, There were doctors and medical experts that were... uh, telling everybody hey wearing a mask does not hinder your ability to to go back to work get get to fucking work you peasant like that's how it came off to me and then it took me two minutes to find uh, a uh, an accredited medical study on how much oxygen is 
is lost if you wear a mask during surgery. And over the course of one hour in an air-conditioned room, you lose a significant amount of oxygen, enough that people were, uh, they would start, they need a break because it fucks with their ability to do surgery. So for surgeons in a air-conditioned room, they argued that the older that they are, the more it would affect them over time. So you don't want to wear these masks for very long. And then on the other side, they're telling all of these people who, who toss boxes in warehouses that are hella hot, uh, people who have to push carts, people who have to do lifting, uh, people who have to keep these things on for hours at a time while doing the lifting, that you're just a bunch of fucking babies, okay? You need to go back out there and get to fucking work. The same people who told you, you don't need to go outside. The founders never imagined there would be a scenario where you would need to go outside, okay? You don't need to go outside. You know, that type of condescending bullshit that we see on social media just about every single day but uh the reason i brought that up is because the mask hysteria right it's just getting crazier and crazier and crazier and in oregon they had decided to uh well they tried to pass the directive after they got a little bit of pushback they they dropped it entirely but this is lincoln county in oregon attempting to pass a directive forcing only non-persons of color to wear masks in public at all times now that's a it's just kind of a bold move, a whites-only law. I mean, I didn't think I'd see that in my day, but there it is. Here, I'll bring up the document for you guys to see right there, and I'll even drop the link in chat. Oh, I can't, uh, because the chat doesn't work now on my end. I have to, I'm not going to worry about that right now. Anyway, uh, here in this directive, they talk about people needing masks. And right here, it says, the following individuals do not need to comply with the directive. And they talk about people who are uh, disabled, children under the age of 12, children over the age of 2, but under the age of 12 are encouraged to wear, wear face coverings, but not required to do so. But if he's 13, God help him. Uh, but the more important part is right here, the last one. People of color who have heightened concerns about racial profiling and harassment due to wearing face coverings in public. So despite, despite the fact that they are more receptive to uh covid according to them they're also saying well we don't need them to wear masks you know uh maybe you should maybe they ought to volunteer themselves to be tested for different vaccines maybe it's it's kind of crazy to see all this play out like this it seems so obvious what they're uh what they're hinting at It, it almost seems like an attempt at population control if uh if i may be so bold this fits into everything that they push and if there are some awake black people out there, but if they are really awake, they would see what's happening here. Yeah. One, Melinda Gates comes out and says, we're going to make sure we give the vaccines to black people first. If I was a black person, I would say, I do not want to be your guinea pig for whatever chemical you're going to be introducing into my body. Right. Number one, coming from Bill and Melinda Gates, if you guys aren't aware, uh, Bill Gates' father, uh, sat on the board of Planned Parenthood. Um, this is where Bill Gates gets a lot of his views on what he calls population control. I forgot the new term. They have a even newer term than reproductive rights at this point. But they try to come out and act like this is a help to the black community. But as always, it's going to be a hindrance. And then the black people will claim oppression on top of it. And it just fits into this everlasting cycle. That's going to keep happening. Um, but as far as the masks go, you did not hear a peep. I remember two months ago when there was 
we did a stream on this when they took the photo ops of the nurse standing in front of a four by four with a mega mm-hmm. USA t-shirt, you know, Trump loving truck standing in front of a nurse. It was all about these people are going to kill other people. They shouldn't be outside, but you, they actually came out and said the black lives matter protests did not have anything to do with COVID. There was no way there's no jump in cases, no nothing. So they fit their narratives in to fit everything. But man, to say that black people are going to get the vaccine first, go ahead, please, please go take that first. Cause I don't want it. Plus if they ever get microchipped, it would be easier to locate them if they ever, you know, got lost. Um, <laughs> Not saying they would be anyone's property, but just, you know, their close companion. Yeah. Well, Bill Gates actually came out and uh, he responded to what he calls conspiracy theories. Now, why would someone like Bill Gates even waste his time if there's nothing to these just wild rumors? And he actually even came out and said he'd never been involved in anything to do with a chip. Uh, when it's publicly documented, he's been funding tons of different research to get um, microchip vaccines, um, a wearable tattoo over your vaccine so they know if you got it or not. Um, and the only way they're going to allow people to go back to normal is to force them to take the vaccine. Then you can prove that you have it. Then you're allowed to go back into society. So the fact that he's trying to act like he didn't call for a national tracking system. I mean, we have everything documented. Um, a black only anti-white law sounds like the future of this country because all I've been hearing all week is that 16 and under is, um, you know, the whites are no longer the majority. Well, what's going to happen in 50 years when blacks are the majority and they have the laws on the books like affirmative action and all these other things that give them advantages? What do you think it's going to look for the white race then? Uh, I think there's a new show coming out called Cracker that might answer that question for you. Oh, very, yeah, very uh, solid movie. Uh, looks like it'll be really good because slavery is great, you know. Slavery is such a great thing. As long as it's not us, you know. Yeah, I've never heard a black person complain about slavery, but now that they can put themselves in the position of enslaving white people, oh, it's just great. And actually, black pilled. I wanted to mention this. He. I just found out he lost his Instagram. Uh, They pulled him down, took it, gone. Uh, But he had a screen cap of the director of Cracker, the movie, which is a movie based on black people owning white slaves. Somebody messaged the director saying this gets out. A lot of white people are going to die. And the director came back with the 100% emoji. So that's how they feel about you guys. I don't know, man. I just think that they're pretty based and red-pilled, you know? We could all be big, one big Trump-loving family. Make America great again, folks. And they do play that game where Trump refuses to wear the mask. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he gets to argue with reporters who don't have the mask on. They love setting that up as, it's a, as if it's a left-right thing. There's people on the left that don't agree with wearing a mask, and there's people on the right that don't agree with wearing a mask. It's a personal choice that they try to mandate as uh, you know something that you have to do, a mandatory order. Um, 
I have yet to wear one. That's just my personal choice. And I'm fine. No sickness, no sniffles yet for me. Uh, we have to wear them where I'm at. It's I think it's a state law. And everyone's just miserable with them. It's like condensation just builds up in your mask after a, a period of time. And it's so it's so bad Like you can tell you can feel yourself getting less oxygen. It's not it's not cool at all. I'm not a big fan of this. Uh because especially because it's just catering to people's like psychosomatic uh hysteria that's been induced by the media because it says on the box that it doesn't help prevent again the only reason you have to wear a mask quote unquote have to wear a mask is because if you are uh asymptomatic if you're in that two-week period that way you can't get anyone else uh sick well if, if i'm asymptomatic i mean there's no way you'd be able to tell but i should not be out anyway so it, it just seems like a complete fucking worthless endeavor it's just making life shittier for the working class again that's all they fucking do all they ever do is just find some ways of making like entry-level work more difficult and i've seen these studies they put up on other channels where they put a monitoring device underneath the mask to see how much uh, you know breath you're losing uh, mm-hmm. how long it takes and and this is oxygen going to your brain and this thing you know beeps immediately as soon as they're running these tests but they're never going to get into the mainstream they're never going to be allowed to be seen because the narrative has to be mask are what's saving everybody if we would have masked up from the beginning we would be fine and we did a whole stream on this on my channel of um what masks symbolize you know they come from um ancient times rituals and then uh, more nowadays you see antifa masks up and you see it i can't say mask everybody can make fun of me um but you see all these people with their masks on and it's a cloud of anonymity. And when you have a cloud of anonymity, you're much more likely to be violent. Um, when you have a cloud of anonymity, you're much more likely to make more negative decisions. Um, if you had the, if you could control someone else's life and they knew about it, you would be very careful about what you did. But if you were anonymous behind the screen, you would fuck with that person till the end of time if you are anonymous and this is something the mask does for people it gives them this cloud cover that's a little more conspiratorial but um seeing a new normal where you walk into a store and they already have these socially distanced six feet away engraved into their ground those aren't leaving once this thing is quote unquote over those are there to stay this is what they're calling a new normal get used to it and they'll just turn up the heat ever so often eventually they'll be like well you need to wear goggles now too and I, I thoroughly expect that. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen masks. I've seen masks, goggles, and gloves. Oh, you know, if it gets that bad, just kill me. You know what I mean? Like, it, at a certain point, you can't be afraid of the air around you. That is irrational and crazy, and not healthy for your psyche or your spirituality, your physical well-being. It's all around negative. And right now. Uh, Am I mistaken, or has there not been a- another wave of uh, COVID throughout the hospitals? Aren't they all fucking unemployed right now because they all got laid off? Well, they're they're laid off, or they're saying, fuck it, I'm just going to enjoy this unemployment for now. Um, I don't believe in any waves of any coronavirus. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, just um, the waves of hysteria. Um, I, I think if you look at the amount of cases they're trying to push down your throat, it's a minuscule amount. Anyways, I have not seen anybody my age even have a cough or a sneeze. 
Um, I think it's one giant uh, control play. Um, and they got they got people to stay inside for three months and follow all of these new rules. And it's a nice little experiment for them for when they want to try it again. And they're already coming back in Florida. They're coming back in Texas. Any place where they do a wide open and they let people out, they are going to come back and say, well, we let you out too early. Now there's, um, oh, this college bar had so many people show up. We have 100 new cases. They don't tell you what a case is. A case isn't someone was on the brink of death. A case could be this person felt a little sick for 30 minutes or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't explain to you what a case is. They just use the word case and people take that as, oh my God, this person was on the brink of death, gasping for air at the hospital. It's not like that. That's why all the extra hospitals they built for the overload of the other actual hospitals didn't take in any patients and they had to tear them down. And whenever there is monetary incentive for companies to uh inflate numbers they're gonna take it that's just how fucking capitalism works so when you get like for those that don't know hospitals get uh, a kickback from the government based on their number of covid patients so that's why you were getting a lot of people it was like oh you know this person was hit by a truck died from covid because they they're incentivized monetarily to lie on the forms and that's just going to cause things to even get more crazy because then they're also going to become invested in, in continuing the fucking web of lies well this is a financial investment too the more covid cases your hospital uh says they have the more money you're going to be receiving from the government um i know personally a person that has never looked into a conspiracy in their life, believes every single thing they read on uh, Washington Post, New York Times, a complete unawake person who got to witness someone she knew personally die of a heart attack and look at the COVID list and see their name on there. And actually a light bulb went off in her head for about five seconds. Yeah, and I think a lot of people will, over time, it'll start to happen to them too, where they go, maybe this was all bullshit. Because not everyone out there is too proud to admit that they were fucking swindled by a lot of that very compelling, <clears throat> pardon me, that very compelling Chinese Communist Party propaganda. I bought it hook, line, and sink, hook, line, and sinker at first, and it was actually seeing what Zintrax on Twitter was saying about it that made me go, holy fuck, you're right, man. Well, got my head in the sand here. I, I wasn't using my brain. I think you're right. And just over time, I've seen more evidence support that, and I did admit, okay, well, maybe, maybe the government's lying about this. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time, and it certainly won't be the last. Well, I mean, it, again, it's not a coincidence that they've had this set up and they've done multiple simulations that ended up being the same exact thing that we're seeing now uh, through John Hopkins, who also is the one that comes out with all the studies, uh, Event 201, uh, Cloud X, uh, there's many military simulations that they ran. All of this points to this was going to be something coming down the pipe, whether you believe that there was some strain of flu that came out of China or not. It's nowhere near the extremes that they're trying to tell people and the fear that they have people under. It's nowhere near. No one should be scared for their lives right now. If you're a normal, healthy, young human being. Yeah. And it really just feels like social engineering. Uh, there was an I don't know what TV show it was from, but there was an Ice Cube TV show where he came out and the episode was about like 
monkey flu or some shit like that and at the end of the episode ice cube comes in he's like in paramilitary gear and he's like hey guys that's all bullshit this was a field exercise because every once in a while the cdc needs to figure out if everything's working properly so it's like a fire alarm so to speak they're like oh so it's all bullshit yeah it's all bullshit now you guys got to stay inside because otherwise you know the government's gonna round you up so you got to stay inside for the rest of the night you'll find out it was all bullshit in the morning but me and the boys we're going to vegas you know i forget what tv show that was from but it, it seemed just on point I agree. Right. I Dave, I Dave Rubin agree. I concur. I concur. All right. So uh, moving to the next topic at hand here. Uh, some of you might have seen it spoiled for a second in chat as I had the window capture still going. California to repeal Proposition 209 Affirmative Action Amendment. Now, a vote yes. Here, I'll bring this on the screen so you guys can see this. A vote yes supports this constitutional amendment to repeal Proposition 209 from 1996, which prohibited the state from discriminating against or granting preferential treatment to persons on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin in public employment, public education, and public contracting. So, to me, the reason they want to get rid of that isn't necessarily so they can be racist against whites, but to be, and maybe that is, that'll certainly come to fruition believe me but i think it's more or less than thinking for themselves How, well we got to make it so we can benefit ourselves because we're black or because we're gay or whatever that's what i see here they want to remove this so they can then put in like reparations or some bullshit like that yeah and this is california your neck of the woods complete got to vote november 3rd it's so frustrating man because the the northern part of California is so much different than the southern part, and no one here really identifies as Californian. They're, it's too big of a state, and what's worse is the people in the uh, northern part who have, like, farms and, and uh, different... A lot of fucking growing here, right? Uh, all of that gets completely fucked over by the southern part of the state. Which is like taking all of our water, taking a bunch of resources, putting a bunch of, like... Uh, rules in place to where we can't use a, a certain amount of water which if you're a farmer kind of shoots you in the foot it, it seems that every single year there are even more laws going into effect that just directly impact the working class and farmers it, that will in the long run make life worse for everybody which is very likely to the design by design uh but it's really frustrating as a californian and watching that over my whole life everyone here hates california it's really weird the thing is though is the cost of living is high enough that it's not so easy to save money and move away and even though a lot of people are doing it yeah you hear about homeless silicon valley workers living out of their cars um and i can only speak a little bit on this california repeal proposition 209 it's not something that uh you know it seems like a more Californian. It seems like something that would happen in California. This is not a surprising document, but um, it does make me think of the coronavirus lockdown, how they got the affirmative action amendment. So again, it's putting these protected classes that are the minority for now first. But again, when these are on the books 50 years from now, they are going to have so many advantages and they will and, have the majority. And they are already hell-bent on revenge with the propaganda they are getting. Mm -hmm. It's just, they're just, I mean, they're, again, if there's one thing that this reality or the elites that run things, if it's one thing that you have to commend them on, they have patience. They will sign something into law that they don't have to be alive to see and to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm? All they have is time. You know, when you have Dad. all the resources, when you have all the pieces, you have nothing but time to wait. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. I mean, when you even have shills like uh, Rogan and Schaub and Kalen saying they're leaving California, you know it's pretty bad. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of liberals here, it's too liberal for them. Crazy. Well, you know, Joe Rogan's never voted for a Republican. He makes that clear almost every stream now. You know, that's because of all the people who were calling him a white supremacist for like the last three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if you try to appeal to everybody, you end up appealing, appealing to nobody. And that's I can't say that about Joe Rogan, because apparently people, he does appeal to somebody. I don't know who I, I really can't stand most of his episodes unless he has a guest I'm really interested in or an Alex Jones episode with Eddie Bravo. That's always a recipe for a good time. Yeah, there, there's guests I'll still watch. I check the clip channels, and especially if it's a guest, if I want to pull a clip from, because things slip out. Um, he's way more buttoned up than any of his uh, sphere of of uh, friends, but and once in a while, he'll let something slip out. Um, you get little details about what's going on with that little crew. Uh, I haven't heard him mention Crystalia at all. Not at all. Was he ever on the show? Crystalia's been on twice. He was on recently. Ah. Huh. Well, what do you know? One about four years ago and one this year, I believe. Now, most of these people are scrubbing things. I don't think Joe's the type to scrub a whole episode. Um, he's been known to edit things out when he's slipped, but he usually doesn't take down whole episodes. It, what's there is there. Um, and he can play the, well, you know, I just had Chris on the show. This isn't like Brian Callen where they're best friends talking every day. Right. Well, speaking of Krista Elia, to those of you who are unfamiliar, Krista Elia is typecast as a pedophile on TV. And, uh, well, it turns out that he was or may have been. It seems like he's got some pretty, uh, let's just say some skeletons in his closet. It, it, there appear to have been uh, text messages exchanged on Snapchat, I think, between him and an underage girl. Uh, and this clip right here, it's a short one. Uh, we see him discover in real time that he might in fact get busted right. okay so uh this is great. this woman is a teacher she taught in a middle school and a high school she was recently charged for sending one of her former students news th nudes through snapchat she right. was also miss kentucky at one point Jeez. and her excuse was that she was trying to send a nude photo of her through snapchat to her husband but accidentally sent it to one of her students and when he responded she freaked out and sent him more oh she's full of shit obviously be better at lying but also <clears throat> wait, she deserved to go to prison for wait, two wait, years no, for sending a teenage boy tits well, how old was she sent him more 15, 15, yeah. 15. And oh that kid's 29. probably that kid's probably damaged for the rest of his life or he has she jacking sent, material she sent him more Yes, but here's the thing. She sent it through Snapchat. Why does she have her student Snapchat? Yeah, well, that that's weird. Yeah, let, let me, me see her body, Let me... dude. If I'm 15, that's amazing. And this history teacher sends me those tits. Yeah, you'd be uh, stoked. It's very strange to me, though. It's an odd. It's such thing. a weird thing to do. Wait, it's hold a, on. Wait, she won an award. It's strong so core. She was uh, 2014 Miss Kentucky. That's a strong oh, core. Kentucky, not exactly that right. competitive. All right, man, you said that three times. Yeah, no, I heard you the seventh <laughs> time, and I ignored it. It's just a strong core. Very okay, SpongeBob-ish. <laughs> but, but, but hold on a second. Wait a minute. How, how did it come out? Like, how did they? <laughs> the uh, boy's mother ended up finding it. Fucking finding haters. it. What do you mean? It, it, Snapchat goes away, right? How they? 
He probably saved it. You can screen record, take screenshots. Wow. You got to know that you that's going to happen. Some people do crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, he says his, his team's left eyebrow is upwards. The photos on his phone, and which he saved from Snapchat. Also, mom, could be in a cock block. Who knows where this would have went? You know? <laughs> Am I right, fellas? I mean, uh, I, I, facial I, expressions. Uh, why have man. your? He's not even listening to them. He's thinking right now. Why? Yeah, yeah the whole thing. Wheels are turning. Two years in jail. It's weird. It's, he it's, makes it's the oddest faces. Hey, Takashi six nine got two years. I know. I know. For drug trafficking and fucking. Murder or conspiracy murder. to murder, but then he snitch. Yeah, but dude, this just a teacher. Yeah, bro. yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah. Wow. But if it was a guy to a girl, that's creepy. Be way worse. That's different. That's the yeah. world, though, isn't it? That's yeah. different. Yeah, no, I, I understand. It's yeah, so it's weird fucking weird. That you would do yeah, that is weird. Is it? Yeah, it is weird, man. What girl? Anytime any girl dates any younger guy, I think it's fucking kind of odd. Well, especially... Do what you want. Well, he's 15, it's weird. Yeah, but even if you're like 21 and a girl's 35, yeah. I'm like... I, I always think that's oh, this guy's so unorthodox. That it's just, I was like, what, what's that all about? <laughs> it's yep. disgusting. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> oh, dude, I thought we were bonding on it. Well, no, man, I, I like you. some strong words. Yeah, you're right. right Very so, diverse yeah. producers. Mm, oh, now that you mention it, yeah, they are quite diverse. They have a black guy now. That's good. That's good. I, I'm happy. It, it warms my heart. So one, the thing I wanted to say, and I almost like blurted out during the clip, is that you hear that a lot from from like the macho types. So what? Some some smoking hot chicks sent this underage kid some fucking news? Hell yeah! No, it's uh, it's fucking gross to prey on underage people. Like it doesn't matter if it's male or female. Like I understand that it's the dynamics a little different. It's not the same, but preying on children is wrong. It doesn't matter if she was a fucking swimsuit model or if she was a troll or a guy and a woman if the rules were were reversed. Uh, when you're a child, you're not fully developed and you are being preyed upon by an older person who is seeking to exploit your naivety for, uh, you know, a chance to feel young again or maybe just for a few seconds of feeling good. But in any case, that is not something... I, I should. I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir here, but you see a lot of these these comedians, and they always have this take, and then they always get outed for being a pedophile. It's fucking weird. It's almost like that's a a, a telling perspective. I don't know. What do you think, Davey? I think it's L.A. in a nutshell. Number one. I mean, yeah. This is this is the culture of what happens out there. Um, the comedic scene is not. They they try to distance themselves from actors all the time. You, you know, mm-hmm. like oh these actors and how what they do to it's the same thing as on the road with these comics um and seeing chris D'Elia, someone so cocky just just you know if you've ever seen how he carries himself like he's the big shit for him to get caught up in this and not say a word and not have one friend i mean you would think you would have a friend that you talk to every day, like Callan say, no, you know what? I'm waiting for all evidence. I need to see everything. I'm not going to believe it. This is my friend. You didn't see any of that. Well, somebody or a cancer in chat is saying that Dick Masterson supporting uh, Krista Elias. So he's got somebody in his corner. Well, cause there's a, there's a discrepancy that people are saying that, well, maybe he's waiting till their 18th birthday. There's still a grooming still- factor to it <sighs> though. It doesn't matter that he like if he talked to him when he was 16 and then said, well, I'm just going to wait till they're 18. That's fucking creepy. That's preying on someone. And there's multiple conversations that haven't came out yet where he's 
he's grooming these kids. You know, he's saying inappropriate things to 15 and 16 year olds. I mean, it, it, one, didn't one of the exchanges say something like you want to hang out, make out or something like that? Yeah. And he's getting to their level because that's how you would talk to a 15 year old. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. If you ta- if you said that to someone that was 25, they would be like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? Make out. Like, this is how he relates on their level. And this is a big part of his fan base. And I know we can uh, come up with a lot of theories because he made the whole stream where he was, like, really anti-Pizzagate, like, you know, going hard, you know, that it's absurd that anyone would think that these people would do something like this. The fact that he calls his audience babies. I think out of all those L.A. comedians... Theo Vaughn might be the only one that has a couple of soul, you know, a couple of pieces of his soul left because he actually, you know, he said things and he, you know, now they're all in the script. We never knew anything. We want to make that clear. They've all made that statement. Now they've all come out and said that, like, you know, mm-hmm. someone wrote it. I think Rogan's agent wrote that down for all of them. Okay. Legally, you have to say you never knew anything. Theo Vaughn knew something. I don't think Theo Vaughn's ever liked Chris D'Elia. And he made multiple quips about him and underage girls. So I, I think it was, I think some people knew. And the fact that they're acting like they don't just shows you what LA is. It's a piece of shit town. There's actually a video that came out of a waitress that she used to work as a waitress. And then she was a talent agent. She worked with Chris D'Elia and she was just saying, this is normal behavior all around in the comedy world. Hmm. Not as not as far as to his extent, but just as far as preying on uh, younger women. But usually it's an 18 and up audience and you can do what you want. But the fact this guy is scrolling through random Instagram pictures, he's a sweet 16 in the profile and hits it up. I mean, that that shows you and tells you all you need to know. And these uh, it's pretty common in these circles for people to go the whole he, well he's my friend i know this guy he would never you know they're so quick to defend people they are invested in uh protecting their brand i guess you could say because they're tied together like at, at one point if you start doing shows with people like you know oh chris delio is on joe rogan and all these other things now all these people have to actively work to distance themselves from it because it affects them and it they didn't care until it affected them so it really does speak volumes of just how uh backstabby and snake-like that entire sector of of the culture is or subculture well kalen scrubbed his instagram of all crystalia posts i mean like and that's supposed to be his best friend i mean they had uh that 10 minute podcast together they were obviously they went on tour together You can make there's no part of me that will ever believe that this guy knew nothing. Oh, he hid that from us. We didn't know anything about that. Well, I don't think so. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, it's kind of that's a hard pill to swallow. Oh, you you didn't know anything. Okay. Then you got Wendy Cummings. Oh, I forgot about easily forgot about her. Uh, What's her take been on on this uh, whole situation? Well, she's very on the fence. Obviously, she has to say and toe the line about, um, you know, how inappropriate it is. But they can all fall back on. I'm just so torn because he was a friend and, you know, they play on the emotions other than this is sick shit. It's either this is my friend and I want to wait till all evidence and I support him 
or it's like the complete opposite. He's a piece of shit and he's done. No one's like, you know, Wendy Cummings is supposed to be the fucking cancel culture queen now she's the one that's uh you know acting like she's always been some kind of activist when she never was she was all about dirty humor and and now she's the now she's the woke one uh it's and you know she had the show with delia she knows delia they talked about cancel culture and how bad it was and that shouldn't happen but she'll be the first one to cancel you none of them are racing to have him on to tell his story put it that way very telling yeah because they don't want to be seen as the one who platformed a, a pedophile if it might be harmful to them you know yeah in the future it's all about that clout man you know maybe one day if they if they try really hard you know they'll be able to uh put together a comedy show and all tell the same fucking jokes because they're not allowed to have a, a different opinion amongst a lot of them they're all one big gay cult it's it's so stupid well, I think uh, him and Owen could maybe go on tour together. That's true. They can do another comedy special out of a hangar. Chris D'Elia can prey on the young girls, and Owen can project his molestation. It'd be a nice little uh, group session therapy to uh, really radicalize the youth. I just can't help but wonder how much turpentine it would take to uh, alleviate Chris D'Elia of his unworldly urges. Does does it work like the date rave drug? I wonder. Could you terp? Could you terp a girl? I, I'm sure if anyone would know, it would be Cristalia. 